This is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV for Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. I'm Derek Gilbert. Topic number five today, Israel's war in the north. While the focus is on the fighting in the Gaza Strip, the southern Gaza Strip continuing today, there are calls now from a civil rights organization to investigate an October attack by Israel on a village in southern Lebanon as a war crime. Remnants of a U.S.-produced white phosphorus smoke round have been found in the village of Deira, Lebanon. That's a village of about 2,000 people. Residents of the town claimed at least four homes were incinerated, nine civilians injured, three hospitalized, one for several days. Now, the use of white phosphorus munitions is not forbidden under international law, but it is restricted because white phosphorus, once it starts burning, is almost impossible to put out. That can be horrific if white phosphorus hits a human, for example. It's not to be used in civilian areas. Uh, The IDF issued a statement saying that white phosphorus shells uh, are used by the IDF just to create smoke screens, not to target or cause fires. The IDF also emphasized that their use of white phosphorus is in accordance with and exceeds the stipulations of international law. Whether the world believes that or not is another question. In the South, by the way, Hamas has issued a statement saying that the uh, estimated 137 hostages still being held in the Gaza Strip will not be released alive unless Israel complies with all of Hamas's demands, which include, of course, a complete withdrawal from the Gaza Strip and the release of all Palestinian Arabs now imprisoned by Israel on suspicion of terrorist activities. There are several thousand of those. It's not likely that that's going to happen. Topic number four, the Poison Ivy League. You remember last week, Tuesday, the uh, rather disastrous hearing from the standpoint of these university professors under questioning by New York Representative Elise Stefanik, who asked uh, whether calls for genocide on their campuses violated their uh, codes of conduct, uh, constituted harassment, bullying, and so forth. The uh, university president's basically saying, well, it depends really doesn't. Uh, Since then, uh, the president of the University of Pennsylvania, Elizabeth McGill, has resigned under pressure. And despite what Saturday Night Live depicted in its opening sketch this past weekend, Elise Stefanik, Representative Stefanik, was not the butt of the jokes. She is not the one who should have been mocked after that hearing. Um, Well, anyway, one of uh, McGill's colleagues, also under fire now, Dr. Claudine Gay, who's in the foreground of the picture on the screen behind me. Uh, Liz McGill is uh, next to her. Uh, Dr. Gay, under hearing, not under, under fire rather, not just for her rather weak responses to uh, Representative Stefanik's questions, but because journalist Chris Rufo has now posted detailed evidence showing that Dr. Gay apparently plagiarized large sections of her PhD thesis, which means she's not a legitimate PhD and also in violation of Harvard's Code of Ethics. If this is true and the evidence is compelling, Dr. Gay really is not qualified for the job she now holds. Harvard alum Alan Dershowitz, famous attorney and no conservative, is publicly calling for Dr. Gay to resign. And that call actually was published before Chris Rufo's revelation. Dershowitz saying that uh, not only should Dr. Gay resign, but uh, there should be a dismantling of the Orwellian DEI, diversity, equity, inclusivity, groupthink that placed her in that position at the head of Harvard University. And that leads to topic number three, woke Wisconsin. 
The University of Wisconsin very nearly came to an agreement with Republicans in the state assembly there over the weekend uh, concerning funding for the university system and raises for faculty members. But the Board of Regents could not let go of diversity, equity, inclusion programs. They rejected a deal that would have given $800 million, $800 million in additional funding for the university as well as across-the-board faculty pay raises. However, in exchange for the $800 million in additional funding, which would have benefited the students all across the University of Wisconsin system, and pay raises for <laughs> all of the employees, all the faculty members anyway, uh, Republicans in the state assembly wanted a cap on all diversity, equity, inclusivity hires to remain in place for three years, renaming and redefining the positions of about a third of the current DEI staff. That's about 43 employees currently in the UW system who focus on DEI issues, uh, redefining their roles to be uh, more closely related to student success. A three-year freeze and all new administrative hires across the system, elimination of the University of Wisconsin top program, an initiative that promotes diversity faculty hires, to be replaced starting next year with a program promoting faculty who support underrepresented and at-risk students. In other words, you don't have to be somebody with darker skin to support underrepresented and at-risk students. Those who, whatever your skin color, if you're supporting those students, you could be promoted. Uh, excising the diversity statement currently included in applications to two of the University of Wisconsin campuses, creating a new endowed faculty chair at UW-Madison, that's the flagship school in the University of Wisconsin system, uh, dedicated to conservative economic thought, classical economics, or classical liberalism. Implementing a new module on free expression for all uh, freshmen entering undergraduate students, an adoption of a guaranteed admissions program for the top 10% of state high school students in Wisconsin, except for UW-Madison, which would be the top 5%. They were about to agree. In fact, there were some uh, media outlets reporting that they had agreed to this deal. And then the Board of Regents received backlash from the faculty union, student groups, and Democrats in the state assembly, and so they walked away, voted against it 9 to 8, leaving $800 million on the table, and... Uh, rejecting pay increases for 39,000 faculty members because they couldn't give up the diversity, equity, inclusivity policies. They left pay raises for all faculty and 800 million in additional funding on the table. It's a cult. Topic number two, the moat around Jerusalem. Excavations in the city of David have re revealed something um, Previously unknown, a massive moat cut into the bedrock, which would have drastically altered the terrain of ancient Jerusalem, but the exact purpose still unknown. The moat measures about 100 feet wide, is at least 20 feet deep. Here you see an archaeologist standing near the bottom of this, uh, this feature. It likely runs across the entire width of the City of David Ridge, which is hundreds of feet across. This is cut into the... Um, Bedrock would have required the quarrying of nearly half a million cubic feet of stone. This is a huge, a huge uh, public works project, especially for the Jerusalem of 3,000 years ago. This was in use, according to archaeologists, at least by the end of Iron Age 2A, 
which is roughly 1,000 to 900 B.C. You and I would refer to this as the time of David and Solomon. The moat separated the area of the Temple Mount to the north from the city of David. In the south would have provided a natural defense against enemies attacking Jerusalem from the north. Uh, The moat's southern scarp is at a vertical angle. The northern scarp was made into a series of rock terraces. So, um, again, this would have been very important from a defensive standpoint because the city of David is lower than the citadel. So it would have defended the city of David. But again, it remains unclear as to where exactly ancient Jerusalem was. And there's even some question as to when exactly this moat was cut. Was it cut at the direction of David and Solomon? Or is it even older, a Middle Bronze Age date? In other words, sometime between 2000 and 1550 B.C. could be the time when this was constructed. What we do know is it shows that Jerusalem was an important urban center at least by the time of David and Solomon, and probably much earlier, consistent with the biblical narrative in the Old Testament. Archaeology is cool. Coming up, uh, new investment tip, hot investment tip. Yes, investing in cow flatulence. If you're Canadian, pay attention. It's coming up on 5 and 10. We want to make sure that you're aware of the largest giveaway of the year in the We Are Legion Grand Collection. When you order the We Are Legion Grand Collection from skywatchtvstore.com, you'll receive We Are Legion for We Are Many. Dominions, Cosmo Craters, and Washington, D.C. Unmasking the Ancient Riddle of the Hebrew Year 5785 and the Eminent Destiny of America by best-selling author Dr. Thomas Horne. Divided We Stand, the globalist scheme for a one-world government by Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis and the Prince of the Power of the Air and the Last Days, Satanology, History, Prophecy, and Technology by Jeffrey W. Martis. But we're just getting started. This must-have collection also includes the breathtaking two-hour documentary, The Secret Destiny of America, on DVD, featuring Dr. Thomas Horn as he reveals who the god on America's Great Seal and U.S. $1 bill really is. Why 72 pentagrams in the Capitol Dome are used to control the ancient cosmo craters who rule the nations, the coming incarnation of Antichrist, and much, much more. But that's not all. With the holidays just around around the corner, now's your chance to save big and receive solid bonus merchandise absolutely free. Because also included in the We Are Legion Grand Collection are any number of brand new, super quality, overstock gift books, DVDs, or audio sets to add to your library or to give away as gifts this coming holiday season. Sold separately, these items hold a retail value of nearly $150. Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling, so act quickly. You can scan the QR code on your screen using the camera app on your phone for instant access to this special opportunity. This is the largest giveaway of the year just in time for the holiday gift-giving season and is available only while supplies last, so don't delay. Visit us at skywatchtvstore.com or call 1-844-750-4985 and ask for the We Are Legion Grand Collection now. Topic number one today, cow gas. Yes, a hot new investment opportunity for Canadians. Canadian government has announced a plan to encourage farmers there to reduce emissions from cattle through a credit trading system. This is the latest climate change initiative, or scam, from the government of Justin Trudeau. Uh, 
the Reducing Enteric Methane Emissions from Beef Cattle Proposal, I think I said that right, would grant farmers who reduce methane emissions from their cattle to earn credits that can be sold to other businesses to meet their own emissions targets. Yes, it's carbon trading. Uh, each credit would represent a metric ton of emissions and we would be met by improving the diets of cattle uh, using different management techniques and other strategies to support more efficient animal growth. The initiative was announced during COP28, which is the uh, climate summit taking place in Dubai, chaired by the <laughs> chairman of the UAE's state-owned petroleum company uh, and the COP summit that, with the largest carbon footprint in the history of these uh, summits. Um, this, uh, remember, the, the Canadian government offering this solution to greenhouse gas emissions is the same government that responded to a request for a wheelchair ramp by a disabled veteran by suggesting assisted suicide. Seriously, we're, we're sorry we haven't gotten to your wheelchair ramp request for five years now. If this is really a problem for you, how about we just send somebody over to kill you? Th that's the government of Justin Trudeau, not a serious bunch of people. This week in Skywatch TV, we discuss well, kind of an interesting question. Why do we think ravens, crows, are inherently evil? Is there something to that? This is one of the subjects investigated by Jeffrey Martis in his new book, The Prince of the Power of the Air, part of a series of programs featuring the late Dr. Tom Horn. In fact, the last series of programs featuring Tom Horn on the panel. His book, We Are Legion for We Are Many, and Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, also on the panel. His new book, Divided We Stand, um, that's part of the... If, now, if you've not seen the programs in this series to this point, they are all available at our website, skywatchtv.com. You can also catch up in the archives at our Roku or Apple TV channels or the new YouTube channel for the main program at Skywatch TV Now. Subscribe, share that around with your friends. But then guarantee... Oh, also, rumble.com slash skywatchtv. You can catch all of our video content there. But then guarantee that we never get canceled by downloading our free mobile app to your smartphone or tablet. This app gets you all of our video content and other features like a Bible module with multiple translations, an audio Bible, no less, news updates three times a week, news the mainstream media would like you to miss, and a, a calendar of our upcoming events. It's available for iOS, Android, and Amazon Kindle Fire phones and tablets, and we've got links to their app stores at our website, skywatchtv.com. Thank you for watching as we keep watch. I'm Derek Gilbert, and this is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV.